Hi, welcome to the Business Vitality Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Canty. You can learn more about me and my team at KatherineCanty.com. For more than two decades, I have been able to travel the country and help other people grow their business. From those experiences, I was able to work with a proposal team that generated success 90% of the time for over a decade. We have created a leadership coaching program that is creating 100% measured results as seen by the leaders, peers, and stakeholders. And finally, I've spent nearly a decade in boardrooms, corporate boardrooms, where we are learning what's working and what's not. And more importantly, we're able to take the communication from the boardroom and get it down to the front line so execution is easier to implement. You know, from all these experiences, we created a framework called Business Vitality. These are all of the best practices of leaders and and opportunities that have been coming up decade after decade. And a lot of this stuff has been in practice for more than 20 years, 30 years and beyond. And what we're learning is a lot of these folks that are remaining vital in business today are having to think differently. And to share a quote from one of my CEOs that I've worked with in the past, he told me all day long he can hire folks, but what he needs more of are people who think outside the box. So in an effort to pay it forward and celebrate successes, we are going to be sharing stories of leaders who are thinking differently and remaining vital in business today. Please stick to the end and we will share how you can be a guest on the show. And thanks so much for being here. Allison Lombardas, you are the founder of Get Your Pretty On, found on the web at getyourprettyon.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I've I've been following your work for a long time. So thank you for making time to do this. And um, so tell me, Allison, at a very high level, what is Get Your Pretty On? So Get Your Pretty On started as a blog back in 2012, and it has grown into a worldwide community of women who are looking for just really easy style solutions. About two years into blogging, I started the Outfit Formula Program, which is really just a way for me to help women make getting dressed the easiest thing they, they do all day and really just help to remove that decision fatigue of what should I buy and how should I pair it up and what should I wear every day. I love that. Tell me what you were doing before you started doing this and and what what was your background before you got into this? You have a wonderful story. (laughs) Yeah, so this is a total departure from anything that I had ever done. I have no background in style whatsoever. My background was actually in telecom engineering. I was an engineer for 14 years before I accidentally stumbled down this path. And I really started my blog as a way of providing a solution for myself because I had started working from home and realized that as many of us have, especially over the past year or so, that when you start to work from home, your wardrobe changes, right? And you start to default to those easy things to put on like yoga pants. And that's what I was doing every day. And that's really how I kind of got stuck in the style rut and had to learn how to rebuild my wardrobe with pieces that were functional, that served my new lifestyle. And I started blogging about that to just share with other women what I was learning along the way. And I I discovered that I didn't have to be a style expert to be able to serve. All I needed to do was share what I was learning and just be kind of like that one step ahead of where everyone was and just let them know, you know, hey, these these are the pieces I'm buying. This is how I'm pairing it up. And that's how this whole crazy journey started. 
it has been fun to watch it just unfold and you just keep leaning into the next opportunity and the next opportunity. Is there anybody else out here doing this type of work? Are you an, an industry of one? Or is there any kind of competition? <laughs> Well, I like to say that what I do is sort of disruptive in the personal style space because we're all, and, and it's a good and bad thing in that in that area because we're all really familiar with box styling services where, you know, like Stitch Fixes and, and a couple of other box styling services where they send you the clothes and, you know, you can pair up the pieces according to the suggestions that they have. But what I'm doing is different from that where I am actually empowering women and I wanted something that would really work for every age, every size, every budget. And my readers were coming to me early on in blogging and saying, hey, the box styling services are fine, but I feel like the stylist doesn't get me or she doesn't you know, send the things that I want or the pieces are too expensive or they don't fit me properly. So they were really looking for an alternative to this where they would still have the outfit ideas, still know what to go out and buy and add to their wardrobe, but do it in a more inclusive fashion. So. It's, I say it's been a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it is budget friendly. It does work for everybody, but it's a curse because everyone is so familiar with this particular business model in this space and they don't really understand how outfit formulas work. So really, you know, marketing of the program has come down to education of the consumer and really just teaching them, hey, this is like meal planning for your closet. I'm going to give you your shopping list of ingredients. I'm going to show you the recipes and how to put everything together and how to spice things up with your accessories and all of that stuff. But it's more about really just empowering women to go out and purchase these things on their own and then showing them how to pair them up. So I, I do some work with um, women that are working full time and they are wanting to elevate their executive presence in the office space. And sometimes in order to do that, you kind of have to feel a little bit you know, better than, you're, than the way you're feeling. You may have a little self-doubt heading into some of these meetings. They could just be Zoom calls. They could be face-to-face. Who knows? But, um, you know, I, I feel like you offer a solution that kind of helps these women have one less decision they have to make. And you provide a multitude of solutions on these different budgets. So can you talk to maybe like one of these folks that I'm, these ladies that I'm coaching and they're like, I just want to feel better in there. And I don't even have time to go shopping or figure out what the trends are. I don't even know if I have time to deal with this. Like, where do I go? How do I get started on, on just kind of, if I want to start making some small tweaks, can you talk a little bit about that for that woman who's, who doesn't know about you, but she's like, I got to step up my game. I'm going to the board meetings now. What do I do? Yeah. So I love that you say one small thing, one little tweak that she can make, because I think we get so overwhelmed when we think about you know, having a major wardrobe overhaul or needing to have all of these pieces in our closet when really it boils down to what is the piece in your closet right now that makes you feel most confident? Mm -hmm. And this is an interesting question. This is something I had never even considered myself. My husband and I, we sometimes have little wine chats on the back porch. And one time he said to me, when do you feel most confident? And I said, it's when I put on my leopard heels. Like it instantly came to mind. But it was something I'd never actually thought of before. But then I started noticing when I have a big speaking engagement, when I have a a big podcast, even if nobody's ever seen my feet, I put on those leopard heels because they signify this power and this confidence that I have. So my first recommendation is really to find your one signature item, your power item that you can put on that is going to make you feel great. Maybe it's a pretty jewel toned blouse that just makes your eyes look bluer, or maybe 
it's a great fitting pair of pants or a skirt or something like that. But just finding that one key item is essential to boosting your confidence. And then you can build your outfit around that item. And that's what I do. Sometimes the leopard heels are with jeans. Other times they're with a pencil skirt. It, it really depends upon what um, the event or occasion is. But just knowing that I have that go-to item that I can kind of have as the base of my outfit takes away a little bit of the decision-making for me. And I have my special occasion looks or my speaker looks that um, are just, you know, things that I cycle through. And maybe people have seen me on those before, but that's okay <laughs> because it's about making me feel confident and, and presenting myself well whenever I do step out on stage or I get in front of the camera. And I think we all need that. And sometimes it can be as, as simple as your signature lipstick shade. You have on a beautiful lipstick today. That was the first thing I noticed about you. Like, it's amazing the confidence that can come from just one small change or one small thing that it just makes all the difference. It does. I love, I love that. And, um, I think, I think you're right. You know, it could be as simple as a pair of shoes and you feel good in them and you're able to walk into the room and you've got the confidence that you need to be able to deliver whatever it is that you need to. And, um, I think it just helps, you know, kind of calm some nerves for a lot of folks. So I love that you have, you know, find that one comfortable piece that, that helps you get through the day and, uh, the meeting or whatever it may be. So, um, tell me a little bit about what did you learn from this pandemic and are there any changes that you've put in place that you might actually keep as a result of it? Oh gosh, yes. So the pandemic, you know, nobody knew what to expect. In spring of 2020, we were actually a day away from launching the Outfit Formula's spring capsule wardrobe. So it was opening it to the general public basically the day the world shut down. And my team and I were unsure of what was going to happen, honestly, you know, not only from a business standpoint, but how are trends going to change? Were women even going to be interested in getting dressed anymore? There were all of these unknowns that we sort of started to figure out by summer. It only took a couple months, but initially our business took a hit. We lost 50% of our sales that spring. And, and it was a really scary time wondering, you know, people were afraid to spend money and they didn't really need to buy clothes or need to, you know, have the same type of wardrobes that they had before. So, um, you know, everybody's using the word pivot. We're, we're looking at this and saying, how can we pivot to serve our customers better? How can we pivot? What can we do? First thing we did was we started providing more free resources because we knew that women were looking for ways to pair up what they already had in their closets. They weren't wanting to spend money. So we started putting together a ton of free PDFs and pushing out those resources via our social media channels and via our newsletter. Um, and then the interesting thing that happened with it is that initially our feedback was, hey, we want to wear the joggers. We want to wear the sweatpants. We want outfits that are incorporating athleisure. And I was happy to provide that because the world was changing and we were all doing that. But by fall of 2020, <laughs> things had changed drastically. And women were coming to me and saying, you know, I'm kind of over this. I want to get dressed again. I feel like it's something I have control over. It's something that makes me feel good. And even if I'm not leaving the house all day long, I need that right now. So we started sort of seeing this resurgence, which we're now seeing in retail. If you notice last summer, fall, even into winter, retailers were featuring all of these comfy athleisure wear outfits. Mm -hmm. Even like, you know, I went to Banana Republic one day and their entire website was full of, of athleisure, which was totally different, a complete departure from what they've been doing before. But now, you know, spring of 2021, 
we're seeing that stuff phase back out again and people are starting to get dressed again and, and, you know, somewhat getting back out into the world. So it's been really interesting watching it. And I think another observation that I made was a lot of women were finding themselves in that position that I was in, in 2012, when I started working from home and they're like, my corporate clothes aren't working for me anymore. I need cute put together outfits for working from home. And I don't want to resort to my yoga pants and my sweats every single day. So it was really interesting from a business perspective, going from that space of the unknowns to, wow, we're really serving a need right now to, hey, we're ready to get dressed again. Yeah. And I feel like with what you provide, you've got the staples and then you have just the everyday normal life at home, but then you also can take those same staples and take them to the office. And so you interchange them. And so it doesn't feel like you have to have a plethora of everything. Um, and you're able to just streamline a lot of this stuff and almost create efficiencies within the closet. So, um, you know, I can't reiterate to other people that are listening that it's super easy. You, you get a few of these staples and you layer them on just like what you said. And it, um, it makes life a lot easier. And I love that you, you transition them throughout the year, um, which, you know, frees up time and, and frees up some money as well. So it's, it's been fun to see how you're transitioning through all this. So tell me a little bit, what is your day-to-day like as a founder and a mom? And what are you spending, you know, most of your time on nowadays? So I have a book launch coming up. And honestly, the past month or two has just been really devoted to to launching a book. This is really my first traditionally published book. I've done two other books. um, But yeah, it's been a big learning curve and seeing, you know, everything that goes into the marketing and the back end of that and the promoting of the book. And most of that falls on the author and it doesn't matter. I mean, I have an amazing publishing house, but it really comes back to the author being able to do a lot of the heavy lifting for the book. And, you know, obviously I want it to be a success. So I don't mind doing that at all. But uh, my day to day has changed drastically over the course of the past two months, which has made me have to look at things from the the level of CEO of the business and saying, what are the things that I need to be focusing on? What are additional items that I can delegate, um, you know, to members of my team? And I've become somewhat of a delegation ninja (laughs) over the past few months because I just can't do it all. I can't do it all anymore. And I have an amazing team that supports me. But, uh, you know, once the book launches, then there's the post-launch stuff that happens. So, you know, you're in that pre-order phase, really just trying to get people to, to go ahead and pre-order the book because that's what really matters for first-time authors whenever your numbers come through in those first two weeks after the book is released. All of those pre-orders get pushed through the system and that's what gets you on those bestsellers list. So that phase of it is important. But then the post-launch phase is really going to be about the book signings and you know getting out there in person and meeting the general public and you know being able to really just interact with my community, which I'm super excited about. Like that's the fun part for me. So I'm I'm more than ready for that. And of course I'm still focusing on creating the capsule wardrobes. You know, I want my creative stamp to be on those. And, um, you know, just gathering all of the intel from our existing customers, my community, my readers, what trends do you want to see on the list? What pieces that are basics that you love do you want to see repeated so we can get the most use out of them? Um, And just really creating and crafting the capsules around what our customers want from them. So tell me a a little bit about the book as far as were there some easier parts to write? Were there some more challenging parts to write? And and what was that like for you? Yeah, definitely. So 
the publisher was very, very collaborative with me on the book. So they came to me with an outline and said, hey, this is what we'd love to see in this book. And you can work within, you know, the framework of this outline or come up with whatever you feel is important. So I kind of did a hybrid of those two things. And I wanted it to really be a distillation of everything that I had done with Get Your Pretty On for the past, you know, eight or so years, uh, you know, and in the arenas of confidence, I would say that this was a very easy book to write because that's something I'm just super passionate about. I feel like, you know, style is the Trojan horse, but what I'm really selling is confidence and women feeling Mm -hmm. great in their clothes and the ripple effect that that has in their lives. You know, the impact that they can make when they feel good in their, in their, it feels stylish and, and being a role model, you know, I have two daughters. So just even like being a role model for them. Um, So those parts of the book were really easy to write. The parts that I struggled with were the more clinical aspects of the book. For instance, whenever I designed the body shape chapter and really just digging in, doing the research, figuring out how to calculate your body shape, how to determine what it is, and really what pieces fit and flatter you most, uh, I would say that that, a significant portion of the book was spent really just doing research. And, And I will say that a lot of books are that way. <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to do the research um, to be able to provide a great final product. But those were the parts that I didn't, that didn't flow as easily as the more emotional aspects of the book did. Tell me um, a little bit about self-care and how do you balance, you know, having a home life and a work life. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are, are struggling with that. And, and they wonder, you know, can you have everything at the same time? And how do you take care of yourself? And where do you put that in the whole list of things that you have to manage every day? Would you mind talking a little bit about that? No, not at all. I think, oh gosh, two years ago, I got a big wake up call with some health issues that were just like this mysterious a lot of stuff going on with my body that I didn't understand. And I was coming out of a really high stress period. I've always been a type A personality. And especially in my business, I can work, work, work because I love what I do so much that I wasn't just listening and honoring my body. And I was thinking, oh gosh, I feel energized. I feel great. But the fact is when you keep pushing yourself to that level, eventually something gives, right? Whether it's your health, your relationships, something's going to give at some point. Mm-hmm. So my health was the first thing that was like my wake up call where my body was telling me, you've got to step back, you've got to pace yourself a little bit better now. So I do pace myself more nowadays. I understand that every career has seasons, right? We have mm-hmm. our seasons where we've got a lot of momentum, and we need to honor that and keep that momentum going. And then we have our seasons where things are quieter, more, more, you know, about being introspective and reviewing what's happened over the past, you know, course of a year or whatever, and just really kind of processing all of that. So we have to allow those seasons to kind of naturally occur. But I also when I'm in a momentum season, which I love, I'm in one right now. I do take small breaks throughout the day, I make sure that in every afternoon, I spend some time in nature, just whether that's reading or meditating, or some way that I just kind of have that mini recharge in my day. Every evening, I try to plan some kind of relaxing activity with my family. Just being fully present with them uh, is really important to me and trying to just schedule in. Like, do I need body work? Asking myself, what do I need? Do I, do I need a massage? Do I need to go get my nails done? Like, what are the things that I need right now? And then putting those in my calendar as non-negotiable appointments. And I think that's where we, <laughs> we basically rip ourselves off sometimes as women where 
you know, we'll put everything else in and make that a priority. But the, the part where we need to, you know, work out or get our hair done, <laughs> like I'll go weeks on end, like I need to get my grades covered. Those things should be as non-negotiable as anything else that we put in our calendar. I can't agree with you more. And um, there's a, a lot of folks that, you know, they schedule their calendars and then something pops up and then they just, they bump off getting the hair done or the nails, but it also makes them happy and it creates that balance. And I feel like we need to guard that time just as much as we guard any other appointment that's on our calendar. Absolutely. hundred percent. So if, um, if people wanted to kind of learn more about your work and this book that's coming out and kind of next steps, how do people find you and, and what's the best way to get in touch? So there are lots of ways to get in touch, but I'm going to tell you my favorite. So getyourprettyon.com is where you're going to find lots of free resources. This is the blog. It still functions as a lifestyle blog. It's not just my articles anymore. We have a lot of contributors over there that are really not just covering style, but the areas of beauty and relationships. And there are a lot of other topics that we're starting to cover on getyourprettyon.com. Outfitformulas.com is our signature online personal styling program. That's where you're going to be able to sign up for the program. Um, you can get a free shopping list. We have a closet stable shopping list. It's that's something that you're interested in and get started on rebuilding your wardrobe. And that's at getyourprettyon.com slash closet staples. And then of course there's the book. I've got the book coming out. It can be found anywhere in any store, basically on Amazon, or you can go to outfitformulasbook.com and find it there. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Allison. Allison Lombatas, you are the founder of Get Your Pretty On found at the web at getyourprettyon.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. My team and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Business Vitality Podcast. We really appreciate you being here. If you know of another leader, another CEO, a founder who has another success story that they are willing to share and be able to pay it forward, we would love to highlight their stories on this podcast. You can find more information at katherinecanty.com. And in the meantime, if you could take a minute and rate this show, that would be super helpful because that's going to allow more people like you to find us in order to continue to pay it forward. Again, if you need to learn any additional information, we are happy to help. You can find us more at katherinecanty.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn with my name, Katherine Canty. Thanks so much for being here.